to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. It's time for our NFL Prop Bet segment. Week 18 in the NFL is here. Kyle Soppy, Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. Kyle, it's Bob and Kayla. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm doing great. I hope you guys had a good New Year. We're ready to get into some playoffs. Like, I'm ready for the regular season's great. Don't get me wrong, but there's nothing better than playoff football. You know what? You're right. <laughs> but first... <laughs> Totally agree. (laughs) But first, we must try to figure out how to get ourselves through Week 18. And I have to ask, how do you approach a week like Week 18 when we have a handful of teams that are sitting key starters? They really can't even improve their positioning if they've made the playoffs or haven't made the playoffs. And then we have other teams that have everything still to play for trying to get themselves into the playoffs. So do we try to focus on games that have comparable goals or do we try to take advantage of maybe some matchups that might be wildly different and the market hasn't adjusted? I tend to focus on the games that have teams on both sides that are motivated. I mean, you start going down these rabbit holes, like you're talking with the the Cowboys and the Eagles situation. It's like, oh, if the, if the Cowboys are up big at halftime, maybe the Eagles rest their starters. So maybe that makes the giant – like you're going to twist yourself in knots trying to figure out all the ifs, ands, or buts. And before you know it, your one pick turns into like a parlay. Like you need – a combination of events to make your pick the the avenue you're going to create a pick you need many things to go right just to get to the to where you're going here so I'm going to focus on games that mean something for both teams obviously every team has a different level of motivation whether it's cheating whether it's your playoff berth on the line but if both teams are motivated to play that's where I'm looking at week 18. Okay, so you know along the lines of the prop bet market here I think it actually could be a good week for Kyler Murray Uh, The Seahawks' defense has been really bad for much of the second half of the season. Uh, The Cardinals, if they're chasing points, that's right up Murray's alley because he's the king of garbage time, yards, and touchdowns. So are there any Murray props out there worth worth pursuing this week? Yeah, I mean, if you're going that way, I don't mind it. Obviously, the Seahawks have more to play for, so that's an intriguing side for overs. But, yeah, if you're looking at Kyler, you're mentioning – Chasing points here, obviously all these games are division rivals, and I think that gets overlooked to some degree that even the teams like Arizona that don't have much to play for, it's still pretty nice to, you know, hinder a division rival and what they can do. So I would go Kyler, if you're going that direction, would go 30, over 30 and a half rushing yards, knowing that he's motivated, knowing that Seattle can get there a little bit and apply pressure. And we know Arizona's best way to move the ball is on the ground, whether it's through James Conner or Kyler Murray. That's the way they're going to do this. And if they're behind and trailing, that's a passing script. That means 40-plus dropbacks. You're telling me six or seven of them are rushes. I'll take my chances on Kyler getting six or seven yards per carry on those rushes and to go over 30-and-a-half rushing yards. I actually have a piggyback question from that here because you're right. Uh, the Cardinals' strength here is the ground game. James Conner, he just runs with so much authority. Uh, we even saw Michael Carter getting in on the action last week against the Eagles. And then if you look at this Seahawks defense, uh, they are certainly susceptible to the run here, especially of late. So do we look at James Conner or even go into the weeds with Michael Carter for some props? I think I'd be more willing to go into the weeds with Michael Carter. He's just not posted on a ton of books here, but James Conner's number is pretty high. You're talking 70 and a half rushing yards for a veteran that's got over 1,200 touches on his career in a meaningless Week 18 game. I understand that they'll want to beat Seattle, that they'll be motivated, and that James Conner's had nice volume here down the stretch. But does that continue? If I'm going to go with the Cardinals' rushing attack, 
it would be Kyler Murray, then Michael Carter if your book allows it, and then James Conner, he'd be my third just because he needs volume. Kyler could get there on a couple of carries. James Conner is going to need 15 touches, and I'm not sure they're willing to give an older running back that sort of work in a meaningless game. All right, uh, staying with that game, uh, the Cardinals' defense has been awful against running backs nearly every week this season. Ken Walker banged up in recent weeks, hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. Well, so we can never believe what Keith Pete Carroll says about injuries until, like, the inactive list comes out. So let's just assume that Walker's out. Jack, Zach Charbonnet, anything in the prop market that could interest you with him? Not him specifically. If Walker's out, it makes me that much more confident in the passing game. Right now, I've played DK Metcalf to score a touchdown in this game. He's going off at about plus 125 right now in most markets, and that's that's profitable to me. He's seen more red zone targets this season than Smith and Jigba or Lockett combined. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy that is featured in the red zone, and Arizona giving up more red zone trips than anyone in the league by a wide margin this season. So, if they find themselves down there, especially if they're without their running back one, DK Metcalf plus odds, touchdown, book it. Kyle Sabi, Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com here on the Extra Point on KDOS AM 1060. So let's flip this to the Saturday games and start with the Steelers and the Ravens. The Ravens are sitting key players. The Steelers need a win. Are we buying into Madoff, Mason Rudolph and the hype here? 198.5 passing yards for him. Also, did Najee Harris's number go too high? 60.5 yards after a good week against a poor Seattle run defense. I think to some degree, Harris's number is a little high. It's hard to know exactly what the Ravens are going to run out there on the defensive end. And like you said, benching their starters on the offensive end, so I don't think they're going to be able to sustain drive. So Pittsburgh is going to have the ball. If I'm going to target this passing game, it's going to be less Rudolph and more the receivers. If his total is going to be 200 yards, both receivers right now, Pickens and Deontay Johnson, have totals under 50 yards. If you go with both of them, in separate bets here, you hit one, you lose the juice. But there's a good chance you hit both because of the low total against backup Ravens on a motivated team. I'm not sold on Najee Harris. I would be more likely to play Jalen Warren in a spot like this. But I'm not, I, I would be more likely to go to the pass game knowing that Mason Rudolph's been playing better. We know what their running game is, right? I mean, it's kind of boring. It's kind of what it is. They want to know if they're going to win games in the postseason, it's going to be that passing game kind of stepping up and outperforming expectations. So I would go with the receivers in this game for – Pittsburgh. Okay, Buffalo at Miami. We know that uh, this is going to be a game that these teams need to win or want to win, depending on what happens elsewhere as far as Buffalo's goes. But uh, final regular season game of the season on Sunday night. Total down to 49 at most uh, sports books. Are there some individual prop bet guys that we should uh, jump on here that could uh, further enhance our interest in this game? Yeah, I've got my eye on Josh Allen, but if you need props to enhance your uh, your interest in this game, then you don't have a soul here. This is the game of the week. I mean, this is you're playing for a division title on primetime. What's not to like there? But Josh Allen, over a touchdown and a half through the air. Why do I like it? He's only done it in every single game he's ever played against the Dolphins. He's 11 for 11 in throwing multiple touchdowns against the Dolphins. I, we get a discount here on the price. It's around even money with the juice. It's right in that neighborhood because he didn't have a multi-touchdown pass game in all of December, but I'm not too worried about it. you got the Dolphins facing numerous injuries. You've got Chubb out. You've got Howard out. There's a lot of pass here, and they want to keep Josh Allen healthy, so maybe they don't use him as a battering ram for one week here. Let him use his arm, get multiple touchdown passes because that's what he does every single time. I'm going that direction over one-and-a-half passing touchdowns for Mr. Josh Allen on Sunday night. 
For Josh Allen and his targets here, how do we evaluate James Cook and uh, his involvement that we've seen a little bit more since uh, Joe Brady has taken over in the past game as well as his rushing touches? Yeah, I mean, you have to love how James Cook has been used since Joe Brady took over and realistically before then, too. He's trending in the right direction coming into this year, throughout this year. It's all moving in the right direction right now. And his receiving props sits at 20 and a half yards. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be a play right now. We've seen Stefan Diggs be used in a lesser role. Dalton Kincaid's been used a lot less than Dawson Knox got back. We don't know what in the world Gabe Davis is going to do. His over under 37 and a half yards. I don't doubt that that's going to be anywhere near where he ends up, but it's either going to be 137 or like four. So James Cook is the option in this passing game that I trust. They're those little flare out passes. I like Josh Allen to go under his rushing yard total this week. And if that's going to be the case, that's because he's checking it down to James Cook as opposed to running it himself. James Cook over 20 and a half receiving yards seems like a good play to me. Green Bay. Uh, they've been uh, having a rough time getting healthy receivers on the field the last few games. In fact, four of the uh, five top targets for Jordan Love limited or missing practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Any interest in uh, some Love under props this week against what has been definitely an improved Bears defense? It's funny because I'm not going to go Love under just yet because we don't know exactly who he's going to have at his disposal. Like you said, Jaden Reed's been banged up. Christian Watson's been missing games with his hamstring injury. They've got injuries left, right, and center. And like you said, the Bears, much better defense over the past month than they were over the first two of the season. If I'm going a prop in this game, in that passing game specifically, it'd be Jaden Reed over 48 and a half receiving yards. I think he's a wide receiver one in this offense, regardless if Watson plays or not. He's seen 26 targets over his past three games. And we mentioned the Bears' defense and how good they are. They're fourth best against the run this season. So if they force Green Bay into a spot where they have to go pass heavy, you're looking at a guy in Jordan Love that's been competent of late with a QBR north of 80 in four of his last six games. I'll take his wide receiver one to get get me to 50 yards. I think we can handle that if the running game is stunted. Kyle Soppy, Pro Football Network, PFNBetting.com. Follow all of their work there. He is in the Extra Point on KDOS AM 1060. Back to the second Saturday game, the Texans and the Colts here. Jonathan Taylor has a history of major success running the football against the Texans. His number is currently sitting at 70 and a half yards. Is that doable for him to go over? And then also is for C.J. Stroud, it kind of seems like it's really all on him to make this happen. His home versus road split are certainly a thing so at 263 and a half yards what do we do yeah i'll start with jonathan taylor first and work backwards toward the texans here i think jonathan taylor's number is just fine i'm on gardner Minshew under passing yards and if that's going to happen that means jonathan taylor probably picking up yards on the ground we know this indie team just really wants to feature a single running back jonathan taylor pretty clearly that guy these days 21 carries last week he had 18 the week before he's averaging about 20 over his last four games. So you're looking at a guy that's going to get the volume against the defense that none of us think is that good in Houston. On the Houston side, C.J. Stroud back in the mix. And like you said, it's going to depend on him. Their season relies on their rookie quarterback. That's an uncomfortable spot, but the Colts aren't a great defense here. I'm In a perfect world, I'm not playing this number because I think it's a close game. I think Indy can control the clock a little bit here with their running game. So if you pressed me to take it, I would go under strictly because – the number of attempts might be low if this is a low possession game, but I don't feel too strongly on Stroud in this spot. 
Tyrod Taylor, he's been a good deep ball thrower throughout his career when he's been healthy enough to play. He's connected with Darius Slayton the last couple of games. So anything Taylor or Slayton related as far as over numbers against the Eagles defense, which has certainly struggled to say the least. Yeah, they have. And if, if you're going to go that direction, I would encourage you to do it in a DFS setting or something. I view Slayton a lot like I do Gabe Davis. And then if he's going to go over his numbers, he's going to go over in a massive way. So maybe you ladder him up and you take some over props over 35, 45, 55, things like that. I don't feel great about it because of how desperate the Eagles are for this game. Could things change if the Cowboys get a big lead at halftime, yada, yada, yada. It could happen. I, I like Slayton the most of their receivers, I'll give you that, but I'm not super confident in going against an Eagles defense. But yes, they've struggled, but they are motivated. The Giants, obviously one of the worst teams in the league. The Falcons and the Saints here. I'm thoroughly confused as to who wins this game, so trying to figure out a game script seems a little difficult too. So if you think that the uh, Saints' defense has struggled with the run run defense and the Falcons can actually take advantage of that, how do we play, play into all of that? Does anything pop for you in this game? Not in a big way, and that's because I'm not really in the business of going against or for Arthur Smith at this point. I mean, would I love to say B. John Robinson is going to go off and have a massive game because Smith's job is on the line and it would be in his best interest to give his top overall pick some consistent love? I, w- I would love to say that. I'm not sure I necessarily buy it. I would, you know, I need to believe what I'm saying if I'm going to sell it to you guys. I'm not there yet. I'm, the only prop I have circled in this game right now is Drake London. Under receiving yards, trading right around 47, 48 and a half yards right now. Saints, one of the top 10 defenses against the pass and really all metrics. Drake London, we know the targets can be there. They can disappear. The quality of targets, that's a whole other concern. And like you said, they, they could run the ball a lot. And against the Saints, if this is a close game, another low possession game, I don't trust whoever Atlanta is going to throw out there at quarterback to get London the ball involved enough against the top 10 pass defense. I'll go Drake London under in his receiving yard. Okay. Going about what, what Kayla started the uh, segment with uh, the, the motivation and so forth here, you've got guys that have incentive clauses in their contracts, even though like Deandre Hopkins, I don't know if the Titans want to pay him those incentive clauses. So I'm not sure if they're going to do anything to him, but a guy like Puka Nakua, uh, he's chasing some rookie records, uh, so anything Nakua, Nakua you know, I know the totals are probably pretty high, but he's at least chasing something, and they don't have to pay him for that, so maybe him? I don't mind the angle that you're going for here with the incentive kind of laden thing, but Puka Nakua is so close to these rookie records that he could get them and go under all his numbers, so I'm not using it. It's an excuse for them to get him in the game and feed him early. So if, if that's going to be your angle and it's like, oh, I think the Rams are going to go with their – I mean, he's the only starter playing for them. If they don't feature him and then get him out, that's kind of malpractice in my opinion. So if you want to take the Rams early thinking that their one starter in the game is going to be playing early and maybe that gets them to a spot, sure. But I think you're kind of on thin ice with Nakua understanding that they are benching everybody and that he's more than likely to come out after he hits his mark. Before we let you go here today, Kyle, is there anything that we didn't touch on? Anytime touchdown score, passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards that you like here for NFL week number 18? I'm looking at Jared Goff over one and a half passing touchdowns against the Vikings here. Listen, we know these Lions, they'll bite your kneecaps, as they say. They are quite the... (laughs) 
they're they're an aggressive bunch here, and they can still get the two seed in the NFC no matter how unlikely it seems. So I got to think that they're playing everybody out there. And Jared Goff, just a different bird at home. Touchdown rate over the past two years at home over seven percent on the road. It's under three percent. He's at home against an improving Vikings defense, but if they improve that much, Dan Campbell's going to press this offense. They've got Amon Ross St. Brown. They've got Jameer Gibbs. They've got Jamison Williams starting to come on. And Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end, he's got his weapons. Weapons. He's got motivation. He's got an indoor game at Detroit. Give me Jared Goff, multiple t- passing touchdowns against the Vikings this weekend. Kyle, as always, we appreciate your time on the program, and we look forward to doing it next week ahead of Wild Card Weekend. Uh, best week of the year. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Kyle Soppy there, Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. And as it is right now, it's time for you to be a winner. The 